Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message. Will you welcome my beautiful wife, Colleen Ruth Winter? Amen. Thank you, honey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, thank you for pulling me away from my kitchen sink to <laughs> share at this place. Uh, I'm going to talk today about something called, that comes from the heart of our Father, called kindness. And uh, quite interesting because there's a little battle coming to this place, but everywhere I turn, there was the word kindness or word of kindness, and I knew God wanted me to, to land here. So thank you, Holy Spirit. We have been enriched with that worship today, so our hearts have been watered with the grace of our Lord Jesus. So when we hear the word of truth, we're able to receive easily the words of truth from our Heavenly Father. Amen. And so today, if there's any nudging from the Holy Spirit, any uncomfortableness in our hearts, know that we have such a loving Heavenly Father who is ready to forgive the moment that we receive his loving kindness. Just say, I'm sorry, Lord, and I want more, okay? Thank you, Father. So I'm going to talk a little bit about being in a place where you can hear and be filled with Jesus' loving kindness so you can pour it out to others. Ephesians 4.32 is where I'll start if you want to turn there. Ephesians 4.32. This is a directive from the Word of God. It's not a choice. Even people here that are known for their kindness, you'll get a chance to grow in more kindness. Because as Christians, we get to grow all the time. It's part of our joy getting to grow. In fact, I just speak the loving kindness of the Lord over all these lands and churches we just prayed over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for drawing people because of your loving kindness. Ephesians 4.32 says to be ye kind one to another. Be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God your Heavenly Father, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. There's so much in that. There's so much. So, Father, we just receive your words, and Holy Spirit, we receive your help today. I want to say I'm thankful for my kind-hearted children who have continued to forgive Tim and I as parents when needed, encourage us when needed, sing to us when needed, <laughs> and stand strong in their faith and their convictions when needed. I thank the Lord for you children, Stuart, Mitchell, and Wendy Kate, who have chosen that in the valleys of the ministry road, there are valleys in the ministry road, you have not chosen to hang your bows. And Tim and I get a lot of encouragement and praise and gratitude from you all. And I just want to pass that on to my children. And then also, I want to thank the Lord for the beautiful, magnificent matches that my Heavenly Father has brought to each of them. In Emily Marie, in Kiri Lee, and David Victor. And let's just thank the Lord for them. 
They work hard for the Lord, and I thank the Lord for them. Thank you, Jesus. And also, they know and expect to see God's kindness. They know and expect to see God's kindness on this. So thankful. I'll offer us a prayer if you're writing things down. Psalm 143, 8. And this is out of my walk with Jesus. This became a prayer that did a miraculous work in my life. David says, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. Do you want to miss any good thing that God has for you? Oh, certainly not. But the world is racing at such a pace that we really have to intentionally stop and sit at his feet so that we can hear him. We have a good shepherd, and we are sheep. And little sheep sometimes <laughs> wander away here and there. But we have a good shepherd, and sheep hear his voice. So even if we kind of toppled over into a careen somewhere, he's ready to scoop us right back up and cause us to hear his loving kindness. But that's been a prayer of mine. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. In the New King James, for in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk, for I lift up my soul to you. I'd like to share just a brief declaration before I get into the rest of the message. But I believe 2020 is going to show a greater kindness from God's people, his church, his bride. A greater kindness that is meekness that inherits the earth kind of kindness. I want to encourage us to be a part of that expression of God in this time, to be great in kindness. In other words, to walk in the spirit in all of our gifts and in all of our ways, to let the fruits of the spirit become alive and abundant, abundant in our expressions. Not a little side note, I'll be kind because I'm a Christian. Even at our holiday tables, I'll insert, and also with good company. And then we need to practice it. We need to practice God's ways. At first you might feel fake, but as you prayerfully surrender your attitudes to your Heavenly Father, He will cause the fruit of kindness to grow in you. And this is God's will for everyone. So what is kindness? Let's take a look at it for a moment. It's a fruit of the Spirit, and like all of God's fruits, it makes one feel accepted. Now, it's a pretty good test if your company that you're keeping doesn't feel accepted around you, that you might not be walking in the fruits of the Spirit. You might be walking in the ways of the flesh or even sin. Galatians 5, 23, if you'd like to turn there, make sure it's highlighted in your Bibles. But the fruit of the Spirit, I'm reading out of the New King James here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. We all know that, right? And sometimes we think, okay, we got that. Or at least Jesus has got that. Kindness, goodness. We serve a good Father, and he's great in kindness faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. No matter what you do, these ways will always live, and you want them to live in you and grow in you. 
because God has made it that way in his kingdom. His ways will find expression in the earth. And I want to be part of that, don't you? In the Wikipedia definition, it says that kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. I've often wondered, and I grew up in a Christian home, had some dips in my teenage years, lost track of the unconditional love of Jesus, thought Christianity was just not fun at all, and then lo and behold, at 19 years old, I gave my life to Jesus full surrender and was knocked off my feet with the inexpressible joy that he filled me with. I had no idea there could be joy in Jesus like that, and that's how he started me off. He's so cool. He's so considerate. He's so kind. And I literally felt like he was sitting at the end of my bed. But I remember growing from that place and looking at Christendom. My parents had been part involved in ministry all my life, and I'd seen lots of healings and this and that, but... I often wondered why people weren't more considerate of one another and so expectant that, well, you're a Christian, you're going to do that for me. And it's uh, kind of a quieter person at that time growing up. But I used to even think, where is that? Why isn't that one of the fruits of the Spirit, being considerate? <laughs> people are so inconsiderate of each other, and the church especially sometimes it seems. They just expect each other to just take care of me, um, not you guys. So, <laughs> you guys are all so kind. All right, some synonyms. Kindliness, kind-heartedness, warm-heartedness, tender-heartedness, goodwill, affection, warmth, concern. So some people think kindness is for kind people. You don't think kindness is a powerful fruit or a powerful expression? Oh, they're just too kind. You're just too kind. I've heard this many times. Well, think again about kindness. How are you thinking about kindness, some of you? Some think kindness is only for certain personalities, too, or for certain situations. And I want to erase that. It's God's will for all of us. And as we started out, Jesus wants us to be kind one to another. It's not a choice. It's not because somebody's being kind to us. Be kind one to another. You have the seed of kindness in you when you receive Jesus. You just need to water it. And sit yourself at Jesus' feet and let him grow you in it with his loving kindness. Well, let's look at the greatest proposal of all time. If you think kindness is such a mushy, doesn't, I don't need it. That's just for people that are weak. Well, my heavenly father is not weak, and he was great in kindness. And because of his kindness, he sent Jesus to us so that we could have a love relationship with him. Romans 2, verse 4 says, and I'd like to actually start reading earlier in verse 1. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, whoever you are, when you judge another. For in passing judgment upon him, you condemn yourself. Yes, you can turn to Romans 2. This is good to get in your spirit. I read this over and over and over again and checked myself. My kindness doesn't judge. Your God that you serve doesn't condemn, ever. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, whoever you are, when you judge another. For in passing judgment upon him, you condemn yourself. It's that one finger going out and four coming back. It's right there in the word of God. When the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, coming upon Christmas here, though that wasn't the exact time, but... 
Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. So starting in verse 1 of Titus 3, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, Paul's telling them. To obey, to be ready. And Titus was a minister. To obey, to be ready for every good work. So I encourage us to be ready to be obedient in this area of kindness. Obedience brings amazing deliverance. You can go through therapy upon therapy, and that has a purpose, but there's nothing that takes the place of obedience and practicing God's ways. And today we're talking about kindness. So to be ready for every good work. Be ready. Get up in the morning. Get yourself at Jesus' feet. Get ready for every good work. Get ready. You'll see the opportunities of where you're going to drop that kind word, where you're going to extend that kind hand. Get ready to speak evil of no one. Get ready in the morning to be peaceable, to be gentle, showing all humility to all men, all men, unkind, kind, all. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, that's Jesus, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Our salvation, that proposal that we said yes to when Jesus said, I love you. That having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Thank you, Father, for your demonstrating your love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5.8. What love, what kindness. Thank you, Jesus. In Isaiah 54.10, I love this. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. Just imagine your life right now. <laughs> Maybe you've got nothing falling off the cliff or anything right now. That's great. But the Lord says, but my kindness shall not depart from you. Isn't that cool? You might have lost this, that, and the other thing. But my kindness shall not depart from you. Thank you, Jesus. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on us. Hallelujah. So, in the morning, we need to trade our sorrows in. Trade in our sorrows and sins every morning. I'm not getting saved again. It's just, you know, you don't just take one shower in your life and that's it. You're good to go. There's no soap that does that. <laughs> but actually, Jesus, the blood of Jesus does cleanse us before, now, and forward. But he wants relationships. So we need to talk to him about a few things. <laughs> like, whoops. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And ask Jesus for joy and refreshing to fill us. So when you go to your Jesus, when you sit in his lap, don't moan and groan. Just, you know, hey, I shouldn't have done this. I'm sorry. I receive your forgiveness. And receive his infilling, too, of the goodness that needs to replace that, that nastiness that came out of you. All right. Then we can get ready to show forth the light of kindness to this groaning creation in this world. This world needs so much kindness. They're not knowing how to get it, because uh, it's a fruit of the Spirit. It's from God's Spirit, true kindness. If you turn in your woes and worries, I always say this to myself, if I turn in my, if I start complaining, 
I got to turn in my woes and worries so I can experience God's wows and wonders. Okay? And I talk to myself like that. So rend your heart and not your garments. So no moping. No room for moping here. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. Can you say great kindness? And he relents from doing harm. We will have opportunity for this at the Lord's table this morning. All right, that's about kindness. How to walk in greater kindness. And I'm going to move through this a little quicker here. Be humble. Number two, hear the loving kindness. Lord, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. Three, stay humble. First of all, be humble. So there's a delicacy at the Lord's table that sometimes we ignore. It's called humble pie. (laughs) You can eat it before dinner and during dinner and after dinner. It's okay. It should be part of our menu every day. And as I've walked in my walk with the Lord, uh, the walk of kindness, I've learned that there's an art to apology. Just a little side insert here. Um, So kindness is not just good manners. And, you know, there's the thank you, please, a group saying yes, ma'am, yes, sir, thank yous, please, I'm sorry's. They say as you get older, some of these things drop off. The smiles drop off. You have to work harder to keep smiling. I remember when I worked at the YMCA and people would come in the door. I mean, past maybe 40-ish years old. It was, I was, it was remarkable. You were either looking at a person that was all kind or all grumpy. <laughs> there was no in-between, unless it was just the days I was working there. <laughs> it really shocked me. It sobered me up. And I talked to the Lord about it. He said, you know, you got to deal with stuff in your life. You can't just, you got to get clean. You got to take some stuff to the cross all the time. Jesus loves us so much, and he loves to wash us and refresh us. We need to be more comfortable if we offended our sister or brother saying, I'm sorry. Don't wait and figure out if it's bad enough to say you're sorry. Just say you're sorry. And you know, in the art of apology, the first I'm sorry might just bring peace if it's really heavy. You want, I want to encourage us to come in with another I'm sorry after you've talked to your Heavenly Father and release these things. Because that, I'm sorry, will bring healing. So how to walk in greater kindness. Be humble. Maybe eat some humble pie. It should be part of your everyday menu. Hear the loving kindness of your Heavenly Father. We talked about that, Psalm 143.8. Cause me to hear. Oh, yes, Lord. I don't want to miss anything. I'm your sheep. I hear your voice. Three, stay humble. Know who you are in Christ before you get dressed. Remember what he's done for you. Declare what he's doing and will do. Then you will be clothed appropriately. (laughs) I don't know why. Anyway. (laughs) Colossians 3.12. I'll just leave that up to the Holy Spirit. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, Holy and beloved, put on. I used to, when I first got married, I used to think, oh, man, I'm not being treated right. That is not fair. They don't understand me, Lord. I need to tell them. I don't live by my family anymore. I'm two hours away. I need to say something. And the Holy Spirit would always calm me down and then bring me to Colossians 3. It was my anchor scripture for a long time. 
I mean the whole chapter actually. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek those things that are above, not on earth. Huh. Lift my thoughts higher. Huh. Put on there for a zeal. And then I went to my sister-in-law one time. She said, Colleen, you're just feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> wow. No sympathy. <laughs> sympathy doesn't get you anywhere anyways, just so you know. No, nowhere. It's compassion. Put on there for us the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. I'm going to be proper mannerly, all this, and I'm going to get the truth out there. That will not get you the results that the fruit of the spirit of kindness will. Every morning, just surrender to his loving ways. Take up his cross every morning. That's what it means, dying to yourself and letting him live in you. A testimony here, I just, I want to honor two mothers. One, my own mother, who's still with us. She has the gift of kindness. Both my mothers were, had the name of Jean, interestingly. My mother-in-law, Mama Jean here, that used to be with us as of a year ago, this few days ago, she went to be with Jesus, also had a gift of kindness. Now, both of them were my mentors. I was blessed to have Christian mentors as moms. They both would make me want to do the right thing, just the way they carried themselves, the way they carried the word of God and the love of God. You could tell them just how unjust your world was, but always, somehow, they never let me stay mad or stay sad because of the kind ways that they treated me. It was kindness. It wasn't shoving the word of God at me. And I just, I thank the Lord for those special godly mentors that I had. And I, I, I want to encourage us to pray for those. We all should have a special godly mentor in our life that's gone down the road a little further than us. They're further ahead than we are. And they can say, hey, not a good idea. Let me pray with you. Colleen, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I always think of Psalm 103 for some reason. When I think of both of these ladies, <clears throat> and all throughout Psalm 107, I'm not going to get into it, it talks about how God did these marvelous things. Oh, that men would thank the Lord for his goodness and for the wonder, his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that men would thank the Lord for his goodness. And if you look prior to the testimonies, it's usually because the Israelites have done naughty things. The end of Psalm 107, verse 43, it's a long chapter. I've gone through it many times. It's hard, but it's worth it. Whoever is wise will observe these things, and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Let's learn to understand the loving kindness of the Lord and spread kindness throughout our worlds. I believe as loving vessels of God, we are label removers and declares of God's truth over people and kindness. We not only can lead people to Jesus and the cross, but continue to help lead them on their destiny path, which God has for each and every one of us. When we walk in the fruit of God's kindness, we can remove labels, not only off of our friends, but off of ourselves. So I'm going to say a prayer right now and then keep going. I've got more to go. I just, any of you that as a child that you were spoken over and you were labeled as a stinker, 
And uh, these, are, I'll just tell you the three words Holy Spirit gave me, that you were told that you're a brat, a stinker, or a monster. We're removing those labels today. It's just what the Holy Spirit gave me. I didn't argue. All right, so in Jesus' name, intercessors, let's just surrender our hearts to you, Father. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness. We thank you that you are the label maker. You see us as loving, as kind, because you have seated loving, kind ways in us. And we just, by the precious blood of Jesus, we bind up all labels that have been marked on us that were not kind. Whether it's a brat, a stinker, a monster, or any such thing, we bind up those names and we pray they dissolve out of our spirits in Jesus' name and any other such name in Jesus' name. And I just speak over our spirits and our hearts today. You are kind. You are loving. You are joyful. You are king's kids. Thank you, Jesus. As a freshman in high school, I've just a little bit more. As a freshman in a Christian high school, I was bullied so shocked and hurt that I started to take on some depression. My mom was right there to help me know what to do. She encouraged me to stay on the path of kindness and pray for this girl like the scriptures tell us. Well, one day I was tired of being kind, and I called her a name behind her back. I decided she needed a label to get her to see what she was doing to me, I guess. Probably the same day, the word got to her, and she confronted me sternly. I remember right where I was standing to this day, and asked if I had said this, and I said, yes. She said, well, next time, do it to my face. Well, I right away humbled myself and said that I was sorry. I shouldn't have said that, and I didn't mean it. Minutes later in the bathroom, someone privately told me why this girl was so mean to me. It was a secret from the Lord that brought me comfort and calm. And it will for you when you choose kindness and humility. If you stay on the path of kindness, I stayed the course of kindness and prayed for her. It turned out that her parents were getting a divorce, which made me sad for her, though that was not the secret. That I will keep a secret. Well, one day after a few months of this bullying experience, I entered the school like any other day. And lo and behold, this girl confronts me again, only to say in public that she is very sorry for how she'd been unkind to me and that it was not my fault. I melted and wept right in the hall and got healing and honor all in one shot. Romans 12:21 says, "Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good." Now, one of the one of the blessings I want to share with you here, what walking in kindness will do, it will first of all open up a pathway of peace. It'll secondly open up a pathway of prosperity. It will thirdly bring healing to you. And secrets, you'll get another directive from the Lord. Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning, for in you do I trust. And a poor man is better than a liar. The movies don't tell us always what kindness is. They tell you to be a brute or really to be a bully, even though this world is starting to stand up against that. When I was a manager for a few years in our local McDonald's, I got to train a lot of the young people from the local high school and initiate them into their first job of their life. It was really a joy. And one of the things I had to teach them was how to be kind, how to treat the public, go through normal manners and all of that. 
But above and beyond that, we also told them how to look for magic moments and create them. Now, as a Christian, we need to do this too. Magic moments are you see a need before somebody even asks you for it. You see a need before someone even knows that they need something. You run to the door and open it for them. You say something kind to them when you see they're struggling. You calm their children down when they're fussing next to them. Those are those magic moments. We were trained to do that in customer service. As Christians, we need to sit at the feet of Jesus and ask him, where are those divine moments that you want me to shine your kindness on somebody's life? Be there for somebody. Help grace them in their walk. So don't be kind for your sake. I want to finish up, but be kind for God's. Kindness has a lot of benefits. You don't even have to be a Christian to be kind and receive his benefits. That's, it's a spiritual law. Kindness comes from the throne room of heaven. But if you share the kindness of God's heart and honor him for the kindness that's working through you, you will not only bear earthly fruit, but eternal fruit. Also, don't forget you'll be bringing people into their destinies. God is seen fit to make his, us his vessels of use. So we need to be more, bring more kindness from God's heart so that this world will melt before God and become saved and get on their destiny path. The Lord says he restores our soul and leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So we're on this path of kindness for his name's sake. Thank you, Lord. Jeremiah 9, 23, and 24 says, Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to this recent message. Please visit eaglesnestchurch.net for more information.